Shalom everybody, we are continuing with where we left off in Rav Nosen's discourse, the Kutalachot, section Orachayim, the laws of the blessings of giving thanks, Birkat Oda'a, discourse number 6, paragraph 12. Uh, Rav Nosen is developing the damage and the danger caused by the exchange chamber and why again, he's going into this, why it's an exchange. What is the exchange that the domain of evil is doing? What is it exchanging? So we went into it a little bit. And Rav Nosen now continues in line with what he mentioned about more exchanges and to see how delicate and how subtle and how cunning and sharp the evil side is in really fooling a person. And how he has to be on guard even in the domain of holiness, which we said we left off. The last thing we said is how the Yetzirah in the main dresses himself up in mitzvot in order to bring a person down. He tries to convince a person to doing good and it's coming from a bad influence and in the, in the end a person felt falls from almost everything. So in line with this, Rav Nosen goes on to explain another angle of how the evil is able to exchange and fool a person. Okay, He says also, This is the concept of fallen fears. Where a person, instead of fearing God, putting his fear in the right place, he fears people. The person doesn't have full fear of God, but he fears what other people will say, what other people think about him, or he's afraid, oh my God, this guy, I just got a letter from the from the court, from the police, oh no, I'm, I'm fretting the bait dean, the, the courthouse called me now, and this and that, what am I going to do? The person starts fretting and fearing people. So he says like this of Nosin, this is this whole idea of having fallen fear. Rachamana litzlan, may Hashem save us from these fallen fears. It explains because a person has to have only one fear, and if he has this one fear, automatically he does not have the other fears. Look what he says. Because a person should fear only Hashem. Bad news comes your way, something scary, oh no, you have to, you owe money and tax collector and debit and this, and they're summoning you to court and everything. So you start panicking and plotting what's going to be, I'm going to go to jail and all these things. If you fear Hashem, you have no room for any of these fears. If you believe only in Hashem and you fear Hashem and you, 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 you begin to subjugate yourself only under Hashem, there's no reason to fear anybody. Even if you really did bad, but you fear Hashem and you want to do tshuva and you say in the end, Hashem, you're in charge. My life is in your hands. In nobody else's hands. Nobody can do to me anything unless it comes from you. Okay? So he's saying a person has to have fear only from Hashem, blessed be He alone. Like the verse reads in Psalms chapter 118, verse 6. This is from the Hallel that we say on Rosh Chodesh, right? And on the festivals and on Chanukah. Hashem li lo ira ma ya'ase li adam. The psalmist is saying, King David, Hashem li, Hashem yudke vavke is to me. When Hashem is to me, lo ira, I will not fear etc. what man will do to me. I won't, I won't fear anyone else if I believe and know that Hashem is with me. And the, import, the, the point he's going to bring out, even if I've done terrible things and seemingly I'm not deserving that Hashem be with me, he's still saying Hashem is always with me. The fact that I'm a Jew and I do a little bit of mitzvot and deep down inside I believe in Hashem and I just remember this, Hashem is with me. Even though I've done what I've done, nonetheless, Hashem still loves me for the good that I have within me still. So Hashem Li, 
So therefore, lo, you know, I'm not afraid of anybody else. Even though maybe I, it should be proper that I should be afraid after what I've done and everything. But still, if this fear is going to eat me up and make me in a worse situation, it is a bad fear. It's not a fear that's going to wake me up. The fear that's going to wake me up is the fear that Hashem is in charge of my life. And if I have to do a reckoning and fixing, it's only towards Him, not to anybody else. I have to shape up and be a good person. And if just the fact already that I know this, even though I've done what I've done, he's still saying the psalmist, Hashem li lo ira. Hashem is with me, is to me, is for me. And therefore, lo ira, I will not be afraid, ma adam li, what man will do to me. Okay? And it's going on at this point of Nosim. And when a person has fear from a certain type of ruler, like a you know government person, official, or from an evil wild beast, oh my God, the sharks or the bears, oh no! This is like, for example, just I'm laughing. You have some people, they go for the first time at midnight, they go to the forest alone to do it, bodidut. And it's pitch black. And every tiny thing looks to them like a grizzly bear approaching or a lion or a snake. Oh, what's that? What's that? And they come up and it's only a piece of rock or a piece of the tree or, <laughs> or a bush. And the person's afraid, right? So a person has a fear, okay? So he says, well, a person who has some type of fear from any government official or an evil creature, v'chayotse, and similar fears and phobias, zebichinat yirota nefulot. These are called under the category of fallen, misplaced fears. And how is this connected to what we spoke earlier? Here we go. Shemachlif yirat Hashem idbarach b'yirat basar v'adam. That a person exchanges. He should instead fear of Hashem, have fear of Hashem. And the proof that he's not fearing Hashem is that he has these lower fears. These fake false fears. These phobias. That he's exchanging the fear of Hashem, blessed be He, Instead, in, pla- in placing in it the fear of flesh and blood. Okay? So this itself also is an example of the exchange that the evil side does to a person. They make him fear the wrong direction. To have fear. What is society going to say about me? What are people going to say about me? Oh my God, this guy's right after me now. I'm finished. My life is over. The person now, he can't stop smoking or drinking or doing crazy things because he's just fretting and worried what's going to be. How am I going to do this? How am I going to show up in the court case? I'm doomed. I'm finished. I have nothing to stand on my case, etc. Right? All this, he says, is fallen fears. It's misplaced. A person in these scenarios has to wake up to fear only Hashem. It's a wake-up call reminder to fear Hashem. But the, but the person gets stuck in these fears. That is the result of the exchanged chambers. This is the example of Nosan is bringing. Shemachlif. So now, that's one stage. But now he says, even within good fear, there's also a danger. He says like this, Rav Nosan now. Ach, however, afilu kishenidmelo Nonetheless, however, even if it seems to a person that he fears Hashem, blessed be He, so that he should, Hashem shouldn't punish him, a person does bad, oh, what's waiting for him if I do this? Oh my God, right? Fear of sin, that this type of fear, fear of punishment, Rav Nosin is saying here, is a good and positive fear. Don't think it's negative. He's saying it's positive because this will push you to be a good person. When you know you have to pay the price for all the things that you've done. 
And he says here, Kumosha Katava Murza, like Rabbi Nachman himself wrote about, Sheikarhu Yirata Onish. Rabbi Nachman says, the main like, instigation, the, 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 the main impediment to push a first person forward in coming closer to Hashem is he must have fear of punishment, fear of retribution, that if he does wrong, he's going to get smacked, he's going to get hit. So that's why he doesn't do bad, like a child. You punish a child, if he does something wrong, you have to teach him not to put his finger in the fire, baby, so you have to slap him, so he knows that if he does that, he's going to get hurt. We don't want him to get hurt, so we have to a little do a punishment so that he doesn't do that, for example, okay? So this is called Yerata Onish, and Rabbi Nachman said the main push for a person forward is fear of, fear of punishment. And he says here in square brackets, Rav Nosen, Ayen b'makom acher See elsewhere what Rabbi Nachman wrote about this in the other book entitled Sichot Haran, in English translated as Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, paragraph number five, okay, where Rabbi Nachman goes in detail of the following ideas. And again, Rav Nosen says Ayin Sham, so we're going to have to look here. Since Rav Nosen himself is telling us, look there so you can understand better what he's trying to say. That he says there, Rabbi Nachman, in Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, paragraph 5, that even though you'll find in certain holy books, holy teachings, that they put down, they degrade, right, degrade, and look down on a person who has fear of punishment, fear of heaven out of punishment, that he's getting punished. Rather, he should strive for to have the upper fear, where it's this fear of heaven because of the greatness of Hashem, period. Like when you see, you go to the Swiss Alps, or you go to the Rockies, and you just see the wonders of Hashem's creation, and you're in awe. Like people say, oh, I'm in awe, I'm in awe. That expression is awe out of the greatness of Hashem. So he says, even though that may be a plus, nonetheless, nevertheless, that's not the main impediment to help a person go forward. What's going to push a person to go forward is fear of punishment from heaven. Okay? So look what he says here. Even though there's holy books, holy works that put down and degrade fear of punishment. Nonetheless, nevertheless, in truth, the main force behind a person to go forward is fear of being punished. Because even tzaddikim, Rabbi Nachman says there, Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, even tzaddikim require a need to have fear of punishment in order to push them forward, to become tzaddikim. That's what, they, that's what gets them forward. They, they know they're going to get punished and smacked if they don't do the good. See there, and we are eventually going to see there, Bezat Hashem. Rav Nosen goes further, and another proof to this idea is it says in... Kohelet Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14 where it says there and the Lord made it that people should be afraid before him should people should have fear before him and, and he, Rav Nosen points out like Rashi explains this verse over there what does Rashi see on these words and the Lord made it that people should be afraid of him that he says there Rashi that the Lord which, which connotes depicts judgment a lordship of Hashem to punish the Lord Hashem made it that what is, what, how, does, how does Rashi explain these words that Hashem brought several types of punishments 
And he, Rav, this is all from Rashi there on this verse. Like the punishment of the door, the generation of Enosh, where one third of the population was drowned in water. They say that where today is the Mediterranean Sea used to be land, and where it was highly, highly populated, where today is known as the Mediterranean Sea. And Hashem Hetzif, Hashem flooded it, allowing the Atlantic Ocean to flood into what is today the Mediterranean Sea, to have it sunken. And that contained a population of one third of the entire world population at the time was located in that area, and they were flooded down. So that was the generation of Enosh that they were punished, and also Dora Mabul, the generation of the flood, which we know in the story of Noah, the end of Parashat Bereshit, the beginning of Parashat Noah, right? The generation of the flood that they were flooded and only Noah was saved, okay? So Rashi says that, like for example, the punishment of these generations, Sheyireumilefanav. What does it mean that they should fear him before him? Rashi says it himself that they should. Why did Hashem do these things? And it's recorded in our in our history, in our Jewish history, so that people should wake up and fear retribution. You should fear that there's punishment. You should know, wake up. Don't think you can do what you want in this world. You're gonna have to pay the price. No, we can do what we want. We're atheists. We can do. We can just drink and have fun. And everything, and no one's gonna do anything to us. Guess what? When you're dead, oh, oh, oh it's over. Oh, no, who says there's an afterlife? <laughs> Get ready. Wait, what if you're wrong? Yeah, but what if I'm right? But what if you're wrong? It's 50-50 according to you. It's not 100%. You're not sure. They put you under earth. You know for sure it's finished? You know for sure there's no afterlife? <laughs> and what if you're wrong? In which our case, as Jewish people, we know they're wrong. Oh, what happens? And the person gets retribution for everything he did. There's punishment. You're going to have to pay. There's din v'cheshbon. There's a judge and there's, there's judgment and you have to pay for what you did. If you did bad, if you did evil, you did wrong, okay? You didn't do the right things. You didn't listen to the word of Hashem. You didn't follow goodness and instead follow the desires of your bad leading to a bad life, a bad way of living, an evil per- perspective and trying to justify it all along that it's good and it's right and everything and then you pay the price for it. Okay, that's what he's saying here, Rashi. Uh, they'll be afraid of the punishments that's why we're told what happened to the generation of the flood and the generation of Enosh okay so Rav Nosen says he's in the middle of a point and even though there's what's called fear of punishment okay and which is a positive fear Compared to what? Vis-a-vis fear of people, of government officials, like we said in the beginning, fear of wild animals, oh, what's this guy going to do? It's better to have fear of heaven, fear of God, as opposed to the fear of the, of the powerful individuals and government and etc. And in which case, what is the fear of heaven we're talking about? Fear that Hashem will punish you, punish you and give you a patch if you don't do good. So if Nelson says, now even in this fear, which is, he's saying, Achafiru yira tova, However, even in this good fear, quote-unquote good fear, fearing Hashem, fear of punishment from Hashem, retribution, Rav Nosen says even here there's a danger. There is now also the exchange chambers also comes and finds a way even here to bring a person down. This is scary what he says now because this is very, very common amongst people who are religious, people who, who did tshuva or converts, whatever. They go through this test big time in life. Look what he says here. <coughs> 
it is the way even in this good fear of heaven, fear of punishment, to switch and exchange the fear. That what? He explains. Shehu, ma shedarko lahavi et adam lidei marash chora v'atzvut mechamat yirazot ad sheman chikehu mehashem idbarach al yedeze. Unbelievable. What is the trick, the trickery of this trickster, the evil, evil one, who's who's representing the exchange chambers? What is the exchange here? His way is the evil one to bring upon a person sadness and depression and worry because of this fear of retribution, and to the point where a person is becomes so distanced from Hashem through this, that a person begins to say, "I've sinned so much." So why should I even try to serve Hashem? Why should I wake up in the morning and put on tefillin if I did the worst terrible things at night time? You know, I'm already in Gehenam already. I'm already liable death penalty 5,000 times already. So why should I put on tefillin? Why should I keep Shabbat? If anyways, I'm doomed. And this rationale, Rav Nosson saying, is wrong. And this comes from the good fear, technically. It's fear of punishment, but it's bringing a person down. Uh-oh. You didn't get it right. If now it's bringing a person down and he begins to use this type of quote-unquote logic and rationale which is really upside down where he says, if I've, so, if I've sinned so much because I know what I did is wrong, so why should I continue doing good if anyways my bad outweighs the good because I've done so much bad and I'm going to be punished for everything I did. They're not going to overlook anything. So I'm finished. I'm doomed. Why should I serve Hashem anymore? If anyways, I'm a closed case, it doesn't help my tefillin. My tefillin doesn't add anything. Hashem doesn't need my tefillin. He doesn't need my Shabbat. Rav says, Ah, this is the trick of the evil side. This is where the exchange chamber even comes to attack someone who's quote-unquote from and everything and to bring them down, begin to, where they begin to feel so bad about themselves because they fell and they get guilty and they begin to feel, anyways, it doesn't count. I might as well just fall into my lusts and my desires and do wrong and do bad because anyways, I have no gun at the end. Anyways, I'm doomed, okay? So he says, Rav Nosen, this is something common. Watch what he says here. This is the way of the Yitzhara. This is why we call them the exchange chambers is able to fool people into this way of thinking. Even especially people who are very from and really fear punishment and everything. So they give up. They reach a point where they just drop everything. Look what Ravanosan says. How, how he resolves this. How this is not the case. Okay? Uh, to the point where Hashem, the, the evil is able to push a person away totally from the service of Hashem through this itself, through the fear of heaven itself. Rav Nosan says, as is common and as is known, this plague that exists amongst several people today, we're talking about many people today are like this. Because he says, Rav Nosson, watch. Ki afilu yirat ha'onesh v'chol ha'yirot ha'tovot tzichin l'kabel rak l'tovah v'lor l'ra'ah. For you should know that even fear of punishment, fear of retribution, and all other types of good fears, you have to know, you have to be able to accept it for good and not for bad. The goal is to push you further away. Like the verse says, a verse in Proverbs, Mishlei, chapter 19, verse 23, Yirat Hashem lechayim. Rav Nosen is amazing. The fear of heaven is for the sake of life, for bringing life, not death. 
to bring you life which is associated with joy, vitality, hope, continuation. Yerat Hashem is for the sake of making you go further, not to stop you, not to bring you down. To come close to Hashem, blessed be He, through the fear of punishment, wherever you are, even if you've done the worst things. And not to become more distant, or oh, if I'm this far already, so I might as well just drop everything. To talk like that. He says, this, this is how it should be. Watch. He says, look, specifically through fear of punishment, I will come to joy. It brings to joy. He's going to explain how. First of all, he wants to bring you a proof of a verse to show you this. It's an amazing verse. Bivchinat vegilu birada. It's just like what it says in Psalms, chapter 2, verse 11, where it says, Rejoice birada. Okay? Rav Nosen is reading it in a special explanation that he offers here. That the gilu, the, the rejoicing, is a result of reada. Birada, as opposed to the major commentaries, they explain no that even though you have to be happy, you have to make sure you're happy with limitation. Birada, make sure you have fear mixed in with your f- happiness, so it shouldn't become like a, a, f- a folly, f- a foolishness. You know, holelut it's called in, in Hebrew. So Rav Nosson's reading it differently. He's saying vigilu, the reason why you're happy is because of the fear, the trepidation that I have of the punishment. It's bringing me to joy. He's going to explain still. We're waiting in Rav Nosson. How do you explain this? Rav Nosson says, it's specifically through the fear and trepidation a person has from the major, major, big, big time punishments, like for example, wasting seed, transgressing Shabbat, you know, transgressing Yom Kippur, I don't know, killing somebody, I don't know, to go that far. We don't have a Beidin to kill a Jew today. We no one has the authority to kill a Jew only with the Sanhedrin, right? And even then, we have to, if once in 80 years they killed somebody, they were considered bad. <laughs> There's always room to judge a Jew favorably for his actions. Can you believe it? As opposed to most people today say, no, kill the guy, kill the crook, kill the guy. The Torah's way is filled with compassion, okay? So he says, look at through, specifically, the fear interpretation of the big punishments, Rachaman and Hashem, save us. Explain. Let's see. How? Unbelievable. What is this joy here? That nonetheless, I come to the joy through the major punishments awaiting a person, even maybe waiting for me, God forbid. Through this specifically, I will come to joy. How? On the fact, on the basis of the following. Even though I've done the worst things, I'm still part of the Jewish nation. I'm still a Yid. I'm still Bichlal Yisrael. I'm still part of the nation of Israel, no matter what people will say. No matter what also the subconscious Yitzra tells me that you're doomed and you're finished, you can't even die, you shouldn't be part of a minyan even, you shouldn't be included in a minyan after what you did, etc. That's what the Yitzra is telling a person. But still, I'm still a Jew. I'm still a Jew. Okay, and I'm also close to tzaddikim. That's another point. Rabbanosin's adding in that I'm part of the Jewish nation, and I'm not alone in this matter. I'm close to tzaddikim. How could Rabbanosin throw into this people who are listening to this class right now, and they're not close to tzaddikim? Guess what? If you're listening to these classes, if you're listening to the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, and you're willing to listen and to receive, you are already called mikravlet tzaddikim. 
These teachings are from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov and Rav Nosin. These are tzaddikim that we rely upon. They're saying these teachings. If you're listening to these classes coming emanating from their teachings, so that shows that you have some closeness to the tzaddikim, as opposed to being an arrogant type of person, I don't, I don't listen to tzaddikim, I don't need them, it's all idolatry, shalom, I just learned my Gemara and Torah and that's that. Where's your faith in tzaddikim? Ah, someone who wants encouragement and is willing to listen to these classes, that shows that he has closeness to the tzaddikim already. Can you believe that? Okay? And through this, through what? Through still being a part of the Jewish nation and close to tzaddikim, this is your green card, what we say in Hebrew, protectia. This is your, your green pass to get through all the gates, all the doors, all the obstructions. Through this, a person will be saved from Rav Nosson's words, golden words, thousands and myriads of punishments, as opposed to those people, miskenim, poor people, who didn't have this opportunity to be close to tzaddikim and to value their part of the Jewish nation. In fact, maybe went against it, God forbid. Okay? And he says even more than this. This is first level. More than this, this is now minimal. If you, The fact that you're part of the Jewish nation and you're close to the tzaddikim, that itself will be like a green card, a green pass to help you, even though a person is deserving uh, like one billion units of punishment for what he did in his lifetime. But they say, you know what? You were close to this tzaddik. You, you're, you, you, you had your Jewish identity strong. You, 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 you accepted your part of the Jewish nation, Jewish nation, which is worshipping Hashem, serving Hashem, etc., observance, etc. So you know what? We'll take off 999.999 off, let's say, okay? That's an amazing uh, benefit, but that can happen technically, if a, just for these two facts, because he's saying thousands and myriads of punishments are removed from a person. And now more than this, Rav Nosson says, Vegam im yiftach now more than this, that's first level. And also, if above this, you will have trust in the power and the strength of the tzaddikim, and through this, be strengthen yourself in joy that you have hope, you have a, a bigger benefit. What? Al Rav Nosson says, Bevadai ye. Definitely, Rav Nosen says, through this, definitely, what a powerful expression. Rav Nosen is sure 100% of what he's saying here. Through this, definitely, definitely, okay? A person's end will be good and everything will be transformed into good. Like it says, this concept, Bivchinat, Avonot, Nitabchin, Nusriot. This is the concept of which is mentioned in the Gemara, I think it's in Masechet Yoma, that a person's iniquities, if he does tshuva out of love, which is this category, where you have a tzaddik defending you, and you strengthen yourself with, with joy, which is an expression of love, a person's sins and transgressions, iniquities are transformed into merits. Not that you're forgiven. Okay, we forgive you and that. Okay, we wipe them off. They're not wiped out. They're turned into merits. 
Because it's through them that you became who you became, that you reached such a high level. You got pushed forward because of the pressure of the punishment of the sins. So now they earn, they earn it. Your sins earn, uh, they deserve to be transformed into merits. Kamuvaleel, as Rav Nosson already touched upon this, above in paragraph number nine. Mashem Vuar Bisiman Kafbet Al Pasuk Bayomahu Yevukash Avon Yisrael Veinenu Vichule. See there. In paragraph number 9, where Rav Nassim goes into Likute Moran, lesson 22, how Rabbi Nachman explains on this verse, in that lesson, the verse that, that reads, on that day, it's all this is, it's all, we mentioned already in paragraph number 9, you can see there, on that day, it will be sought out, the sins and iniquities of Jewish, Jewish, Jewish people, ve'enenu, and they are no longer. Why are they no longer? Because the sins have been transformed into merits. So they're no longer there. Not that they've just been erased. They've been transformed into merits. And Rav Nussin says in brackets here that this is such a very sensitive and powerful concept and idea here. He says, look elsewhere in his writings that he touches upon this. He says also, See all these ideas, this concept of good fear, as opposed to bad fear, like we just went into, in the laws of Pesach, discourse number 9, paragraph 15, and also, and also in the section of Yoredea, the laws of kosher, uh, pure firstborn animals, that's a section in a lot of laws in the book of the section of Yoredea, discourse number 4, paragraph 17, and see also another place, he doesn't say where, where we elaborated this point a little bit. <laughs> but what Vnosen is showing you how the Yitzhara, even in good fear, will try to bring you down, especially in that area. And a person has to know how to take the fear properly and to remind yourself that even though I am as I am, still my mitzvot can make a difference because I'm still part of the Jewish people and I, have, I, have, I am close to the tzaddikim and more than that, I rely on the strength of the tzaddikim. I have faith in the tzaddikim and through this I can strengthen myself in joy that there's hope even if I've done the most terrible things that everybody else is closing the door upon my, uh, on me. Still the tzaddikim give me that hope and that encouragement and with that I can do another mitzvah and continue believing in my mitzvah that they matter and they overweigh all the bad that I've done. This is unbelievable. This is what Rav Nussin says. This is good fear of punishment.